Hello, welcome to Midnight Fun, a Twilight podcast. Hi, I'm Liv, and I'm here because I'm feeling kind of Christmassy, but also I'm kind of in the mood for like dark fantasy, you know, mm. like maybe like a Krampus vibe. So that's <laughs> what I'm getting this week. Nice. <laughs> I'm Katie, and in honour of Bella, uh, I've made Italiano. And by that, I mean I'm drinking Italian hot chocolate that I've made from scratch, and it's Ooh. the best thing I've ever made. It's so good. It's like, I don't know if it is Italian. It's just what all the recipes have been called. It's just yeah. super thick hot chocolate that tastes just like melted wow. chocolate. And it's so good, and it's so unhealthy, and it's amazing. <laughs> I do think that is Italian hot chocolate, though, super thick, that it's basically like a pudding kind of thing. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that sounds absolutely, absolutely bomb. Um, I'm drinking Coke Zero, because that's the kind of girl I am. Different vibes. Very different Anyway, vibes. welcome to chapter 15, Probability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we worked out what the probability was. Um, it's the probability that Edward's going to murder Bella. Fun. Um, should we start with our favourite quotes? Sure, what was your favourite quote for this week? My favourite quote for this week? Well, there was a couple. Uh, like every week, there was a couple. Mm-hmm. If you two get through the crisis, this is out there. And I feel like that's a real good message for just life at the moment. <laughs> if I can get yeah, through this just crisis. Get through the crisis. Nice, things are ahead. Um, so that's mm-hmm. Katie and I. Come on, let's this just book, get vaccinated. Let's just get through <laughs> <know>. this crisis. <laughs> I know. We're officially, I think, halfway through this book now. We are. Which is wild. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not a lot's happened, not going to lie to you. but <laughs> No. <laughs> but we love to see it. Uh, right, my favourite quote is an Alice one as well, and it was, well, it's an Alice thought filtered through Edward, mm-hmm. but whatever, unreliable narrator, etc, etc. Yeah. Uh, she says, well, she thinks, because that's how this stupid conversations work, mm-hmm. of course, this is all you, she thought. She was still picturing the unlikely trio on the sofa. This doesn't take her wishes into account, which we love. Someone has to think about yeah. what Bella wants for once. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Edward's just like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'll just like fix it and it's like fine. And like, I just, I just don't think about what she thinks. Like, he actively mm-hmm. avoids thinking about what she'll think this chapter, yeah. which is very funny to me. <laughs> Let's get right into that summary then. Um, where we left off, Edward mm-hmm. and Alice had dropped Bella's truck off and he was about to confront Alice about her vision. Yeah. And we were theorising on the vision. We were correct. It was just the normal vision. And we were both yeah. like, we don't know what the vision is, but we assume it's the, the creepy yeah. death vision. And it yeah. was. Well it done was. us. <laughs> so they well go hunting us. and talk about it. And basically the title, Probability, she's like working out all the ways that it could happen. But she kind of figures out mm-hmm. they have to go to the med- meadow and that will be like yeah. the litmus test. Either Bella will die at the meadow yeah. or she'll turn into a vampire. Or yeah. maybe she'll get old with them? Question mark, question mark. Yeah. Basically, in this chapter, Alice just wants a thruple. She's fully like, yes. and here we are all languishing all over mm-hmm. each other. Edward describes it in like the vision as Bella beside me needing Edward. My arm casually slung around her shoulder. Alice sat on the floor beside Bella, le- beside Bella leaning on her leg in a similar fashion. They're all yeah. in love. A little They're thruple just love. lounging about. It's lovely. It's very cute. Um, there is... <laughs> a lot of um kind of like fanfic yes logic is what i'll call it as to yeah. why edward can't possibly leave they must go to the meadow yeah so to try and tie off any loose ends stephanie meyer has just been like right okay no there's no there's reasons why edward couldn't possibly leave uh those reasons include uh bella falling into the depressive spiral a la new moon um, yeah 
despite the fact that she's only known Edward for like a month, like I'm not being funny, even in the Twilight books. At this point, I think Bella would be sad, but yeah. fine. Like she is you know, very teen in love, had her world shook a yeah. bit by like supernatural creatures being real. Yeah. But probably fine, isn't yeah, it? In but that deep fine. dark pit of love with him yet. Like yeah. just in high school mm-hmm. intense love kind of. Yeah. Obviously it gets a lot more as it goes on, but she's not even met the family yet, you know? Yeah. She's not even met the family and Like she doesn't write to Edward when they leave. She writes to Alice, so <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And also, um so the reason why he couldn't have left beforehand was because once he got the sweet, sweet scent of her blood, um, even if he'd left never to return, he would eventually return just to eat her. So that's yeah, really cool. Yeah, he'd be coming back for murder, which is cool. Yeah, so the options either are he leaves and comes back to eat her, he leaves and she, like, wastes away from sad, which, mm-hmm. pathetic. Sorry. <laughs> okay, Liv, I've seen you go through a breakup. <laughs> uh, yeah, very true. I never die. I lived. I lived. <laughs> I lived. Um. Mm. Yeah. Okay. No, I get being sad and things like that, but the implication but she'll is be fine. she will yeah. legit die if he leaves, which is terrifying. Yeah. And the other options are either which, he... like, she doesn't. She just goes no. cliff diving for fun. You know what I mean? Like she's yeah, having she... a bad time, but she's not killing herself. <laughs> like, I am part of the theory is that if Edward had actually stayed away for longer, Bella would have actually been okay. In in the end, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, I'm glad for her that she got her love story, but, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> she yeah. would have been fine in, like, double the length of their relationship in yeah. years or whatever they say you yeah. need to heal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. Also, the only other option he can think is um, committing not alive. So Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, who could I make not alive me? None of my family, even it's Rose, horrible. who hates me but loves me. And it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> Bad. Like I'm not being funny. There's a there's a couple of pages in this chapter dedicated to Edward planning his not aliving, which is yeah, yeah. It's very it's odd. It's the running theme like, for this um, dark yeah. romance, you know. Yeah. Like I'm glad. I in an extent, I'm glad that has changed since I started reading like yeah, yeah, paranormal yeah. romance when I was twelve. But like, oh yeah. gee whiz, I wish this wasn't a trope. Gee whiz, indeed. <laughs> I also like the fact that he's like, I mean, I can't go to the Volturi, but they're a bit weird, and I don't really want to. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then also he's like, I could never do that to Bella. I could never hurt Bella by leaving. And then I'm like, babes, you managed it pretty well in New Moon. So. Yeah, I like that it like lays the groundwork as like, New Moon is an option, but we probably won't do uh-huh. that. <laughs> it's quite nice to just like, obviously, because mm-hmm. I don't know how yeah. much Stephanie May knew she was doing with the whole series when she wrote Twilight, but obviously now we yeah. know in retrospect what's going to happen. And also we the do. retrospect do does make it all a bit sadder because like, we're like, oh, she could have like grown up mm. and stuff and like had this nice life, but all so we know that that doesn't happen because she gets vampire pregnant. <laughs> yeah, the vision of Bella, Alice, and Edward. That vision takes place when Bella's like early twenties, yeah. and like she's been living somewhere sunny for a few years. And I am so sad that that vision doesn't happen. Yeah, in real too. life, that like actually hurt my heart a bit because I was like, oh my god, she sounds so happy. So happy, but they're all just yeah. lying over each other, having a good old yeah, time. They're just having a snuggle. Um, so yeah. then Alice and Edward go hunting. He decimates the local lion population because he doesn't care about the environment. <laughs> well, to be fair, he at least he cares more than Alice. <laughs> yeah, true. Alice is like treat yourself, babes, and he's like, oh, I guess I have been good this week. 
It's like when people are like, should I get this disposable coffee cup? I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's their equivalent yeah. it's of It's basically that, me and Katie when we go out funny. shopping. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should buy this. And Katie's always like, do it, do it, do it. Do it. <laughs> Mostly that's um, not killing a thing, though. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just me buying a stupid pair of statement earrings. But <laughs> Yeah. Um, so they go hunting. They have chat. Mm-hmm. I, I like the little Alice vision insights and how they work. There's yes. quite a bit of it in this chapter that I can either yeah. get into now or later, but it's I just quite cool. We didn't like we know how Alice's yeah. visions work because we get told by Bella, but to like mm-hmm. see them in the narrative yeah. through Edward seeing them is cool. I like the thing about the knots yeah. instead of her just being like, There's multiple things blurry. I like the like the knots that don't make sense and like even yeah. Edward can't make sense of like a through line or anything. There's no like, like oh, that. do A to B to get C. She's yeah. like, mm, here mm-hmm. are some things. Let's see Here's what happens. You could do. Yeah. yeah. I think if we get into it a little bit later, but then basically yeah. Edward goes back to Bella's house. He watches her sleep through her window for hours and then he watches her go to sleep. And then he just thinks about his past. <laughs> I um, enjoyed it, to be honest. Because I that's what also. I want from Midnight Sun. Like, it's a bit stupid. But I want, like, yeah. the vampire lore and I want the stuff that Bella doesn't know about because I've read yeah. Twilight. Like, it's nice mm-hmm. to see it from the other perspective. Mm-hmm. But I want to see stupid Colin nonsense and I want to yeah. see deep vampire lore and I want to see early days Collins that's not yeah. just like, did you know Rosalie killed her husband? Like, yeah. I want, like, the stuff we don't know about, you know? Yeah. Like, all this stuff had no idea about. Really cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. We also get introduced to the Irish clan. Yeah, um, Siobhan so and Maggie. And Liam. Yes. But he's not there. <laughs> it's yeah. just the women's. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get into Siobhan. <laughs> Edward has some um, feelings. Um, <laughs> I love Siobhan. Um, I love Siobhan. She seems really cool. And uh, then that's it. And Edward's like, well, i got to go to the meadow. And he just sits and he thinks about how in love he is with Bella and Alice rings him and is like keep doing what you're doing bud yeah (laughs) we stand and that's yeah what the probability is from the chapter yeah that's what the probability is is how how Mm -hmm. likely it is that Bella's day will end in brutal brutal murder Mm -hmm. so let's start around the beginning bit of the chapter and we can go semi-chronologically so it's Mm -hmm. Alice and Edward love their dynamic my favourite Collins. Like, I like like Emma and stuff, but Alice and Edward are just on yeah. a level where stuff isn't, like, filtered mm. through him judging her as much. Mm-hmm. Like, they're very yeah. entangled. And them having psychic conversations makes sense because they're both yes. psychic. And, like, she yeah. can see what's about to happen and he can hear her thoughts. So it makes sense yeah. rather than Rosalie just thinking her argument at him, you know? Mm. I like their, like their little dynamic. I like the insight on how Alice's visions work. And I really love the cool intuition thing she has yeah. about the shirt that she bought him where she didn't know directly what it'd be for but she just has like cool intuition powers and they like joke about her being omniscient it's cool i like it i like the law alice's god i like the law too so with the law basically alice's vision is of edward killing bella and then she's like edward you can't go through this if you murder Mm -hmm. her i'm gonna be incredibly sad yeah um so basically and then he he argues with her and it's like no it's just a memory it's an old vision which okay edward Okay. It's just an old vision that I'm having immediately due to the process. <laughs> that I'm staring at. Um, yeah. And then she's like, it's not. It's still there. And so he's like going through, making all these different decisions and saying, well, I could do this, I could do this. And every single time he makes a decision or thinks of something else that he could do, mm-hmm. the vision alters slightly. 
But yeah. in Alice's case, it's like becomes less and less likely that it's going to happen, which I think is really funny. Yeah. Um, so she's just stood there going, no, it's not going to work. No, no, it's not going to work. No, no, that's not going to work either. <laughs> I also like the implication that like, as the probability goes down, like it could also go up mm. as soon as he makes another decision. She's like, oh, yeah. I know, well, it's like 60, 40, like, she's like 80, 20. And then I'm like, yeah, but in 10 minutes, it could be like 80, 20 the yeah. other way around. Like exactly. if that's how it works. It's yeah. not very reassuring until it's 100. Which also is really interesting because... the time span of Alice's visions it's implied that she can see things like 20 years into the future and like 20 years plus but also things that are going to happen like a couple of afternoons over and if she concentrates really hard she can kind of force Mm -hmm. visions to kind of happen which I think is really interesting Um, it's nice that the I like that Twilight doesn't buy into that the one destiny law things happen based on people's decisions which is nice So we talked about before about the knots. Basically what she's Mm -hmm. saying is, like, there's all these visions that she's getting of what could happen, but because everyone's decisions are so fluid and things like that, it's all bundled up into, like, one giant knot in the middle and she she can't make head or tail of it. But she can Mm -hmm. just kind of, like, untangle certain strings, which is kind of Edward standing there being like, I could do this! And her being like, no. No. Um, (laughs) Which I think is really cute. Um, Um. do you want to explain the shirt thing a bit more? Because we kind of skimmed yes, over the shirt yes, thing. Yes, yes. But... So if you're not reading, basically, there's we get a little paragraph about how Alice dresses everyone to fit Adorable. the time period, but also as her own like self-expression, because they're like, well, we're not going to fit anyway, and we have these fancy curls, so we're not really fitting in. This is her outlook. She dresses everyone, which is Adorable. cute. Um, she always sees visions of people in stuff and then kind of puts it together for them and gets them. And then this one shirt she bought him was just that, like, she liked it and had a good feeling about it. Mm. And that's the shirt that um, Edward wears to the meadow, the important yeah. life-changing shirt for him that will alter his future or whatever. But she didn't know that's what it was yeah. for. She just had like insane like intuition, like, this is good yeah. about it, which is nice. It is nice. Do you want to know mm. what the life-changing shirt looks like? <laughs> it's a white shirt, right? It's a white crew neck. <laughs> And he wears it with a beige jumper and beige slacks. And honestly, I have to hand it to this book. It's like, oh, but we vampires, we need to dress modestly because we can't show off too much of our marble shiny skin. Still defined. I mean, it's honestly, props to Esmea for popping in modesty laws in there. But you know, Esmea really said modest is hottest. Modest is hottest. And yeah, so he's like wearing his like white crew neck and his beige jumper and his like khaki slacks probably yeah <laughs> boy is looking like bland. him and bella are gonna match it'll be great oh they are oh she's so <laughs> cute though no 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 that's not to the meadow she wears the khaki colored skirt to meet his family which we oh, now know yeah. is in two days time which means know, it's gonna be Sunday. five chapters <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> i don't like the thing i don't like about this book well not the only thing but one of it like structurally nothing happened yeah. last chapter and then this chapter is like Edward and Alice conversation, backstory yeah. for Edward, Bella and Edward interaction, sleeping Bella, like so yeah. much. And last chapter was just like, we are going to list the things that she likes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, we could have done without last chapter. Yeah. But... We could have just, I don't know, just merged them, but I get that she's trying to map yeah. onto the Twilight yeah, chapters, yeah, 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 but yeah. It's, it's annoying as a reader. Like, it it's is. not sitting and comparing it chapter by chapter. Like, it's cool yeah. if you're a Deep Blue fan. Like, I would like to do that as well, but. Yeah. Annoying. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, so let's talk Edward's backstory. Yes. <laughs> right. So, 
Edward gets changed into a vampire in 1909. Yeah, I think so. My brain went uh, 01, but I think he's 101. I think that's where I put it from. Yeah. Yeah. Around then. I probably should check. Right, so he's born in the 1900s, early 1900s. Carlisle, like, even says to him, he's like, I didn't change you because I thought you were going to be special. I changed you because you just seemed really nice. You seemed nice and your mum was dying. Your mum was dying, so I changed you. Um, So Carlisle changes into a vampire. He never tastes the sweet taste of human blood. He only Mm. ever has animals. Um, And then Carlisle basically slowly tries to ingratiate him into society by, like, taking him out. And, like, the first time he goes out, he's like, oh, my God, there's so many thoughts. Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you, you, the other thing that he noticed is he's just walking around being like, Jesus, humanity is full of uggos, which I think is <laughs> it's very <so> rude. <laughs> Edward is so rude about the way that humans look in this chapter. Like, he is, like, the way he describes them, I will liken it to if you've ever read Gulliver's Travels, when he, um, describes what the giant woman sounds like sounds like when he describes what the giant woman looks like and he's like i can see all her paws and it's disgusting that is literally what edward sounds yeah. like he's like they're all yucky and non-symmetric and then oh and then we have the cutest the cutest part of this chapter is yes that one day carlisle sends edward out on an errand and he's like you know go go try and be among the humans for a couple of hours just for an afternoon and edward's like i can do that easy see you later <laughs> pops and then he comes back and it's carlisle set up christmas for them it is very cute too cute for this book and you know I've been saying this this whole time I've been like where's the Carlisle Christmas where's the Cullen Christmas yeah Cullen family Christmas (laughs) and here's the Cullen family Christmas it's very cute good for them it's really cute he's like I've done so well on my test errand (laughs) and then he comes back and Carlisle's like it wasn't a test I just needed you out of the house (laughs) I just needed you to can you but can you imagine like how hard Carlisle must have worked to not think about the fact that he's planning Christmas? Oh, that's very cute. Yeah, that's very cute. I didn't even consider that. I love, love Carlisle that. so much. He's, he's <laughs> just oh my god, so cute. Edward's a little dramatic boy about it. He's basically like Christmas doesn't apply to me anymore, and I'm like, okay, we get it. You've been listening to like Phoebe Bridges's Christmas song and yeah. like having a sad time. We get it. It yeah. is 2020, but yeah, and it's then a Carlisle's lot. like. Hey son, I got you some popcorn. Do you want to put it on the tree? <laughs> Which I didn't know they had popcorn in the nineteen twenties. I didn't know that people put popcorn on trees. To be honest, that's not I a vibe also... that I've ever seen. Of Hi, American America, America explain. explain. Right. <laughs> yeah, can we talk about the really triggering thing in this chapter where Edward just randomly talks about his quarantine? And I was like, excuse me, I don't need yeah. to think about that right now. I was like, no, oh my God, no thank Edward. you. What the frick? insensitive in 2020 <laughs> well i mean i'm not gonna lie if i was in quarantine and it was just carlisle cullen looking after me i think i'd be doing it okay <laughs> yeah that would be fine i wouldn't That'd mind that lovely. <laughs> carlisle cullen would like to break into my home and make me a christmas i'd really appreciate it yeah if he could just build christmas it'd be fine <laughs> yeah, build christmas, babes. um so next we have the irish clan katie please yeah, talk about talk the irish about... clan i need to hear shall i just Shall I just read the description of Siobhan? Because oh, that's yes, the please. best. So, so who is Siobhan? She's like a An vampire that yeah, she's a vampire that Carlisle knows from his yeah, past question mark. And like, well, Carlisle used to be in the Volturi, 
And she yeah. likes the Volturi, so I assume they kind of like met. Is Kamala's yeah. superpower just being a really good guy? Is that what his thing is? Pretty much. He's a pastor's son, to be fair. He's adorable. <laughs> he was right. the son of a preacher, man. Sorry. <laughs> At first, only one vampire emerged from the snow dusted trees. She was the largest woman I'd ever seen. Yes. <laughs> Taller than Carlisle and me, with broad shoulders and thicker limbs. However, there was nothing masculine about her. She was profoundly female in shape, aggressively, forcibly female. Jesus. <laughs> And then later on he was like, it's been a lifetime since I've noticed a woman in this way. <laughs> yeah, um, so Edward fancy Siobhan. Also, can she I just does. say, I find it really funny that Esme had to be like, this woman is huge and really muscular, but don't worry, she's not like an ugly man. She's very feminine and like goes on to like describe all her like hair and smile and teeth and things like that. And I'm like, it's okay. I mean, like. Women can look masculine, Esme, it's fine. Like, <laughs> I know, it's just such a point that she's not masculine. Later on, yeah, he was like, her face, like her body was intensely female. Yeah, it's like, Edward, Jesus. like, well, I mean, can I just say, in this chapter, Edward straight up says that he stared at her body and then eventually made it up to her face and then had a heart attack because yeah, she was so much. hot. Like, um... It was, it's, uh, yeah, well, you know, it's a whole thing. And then, so Siobhan's got Maggie, who's like her kind of sister-child thing. I'm not really sure. Um, It's kind of, their relationship is kind of ambiguous. It's like, basically, she found Maggie. Maggie is the one that can tell if people are lying to her, Um, if you do not remember her, Um, from Breaking Dawn. And, yeah. um Maggie's cool, I love her. She's little bean she's got real bright red hair and she can tell when people are lying so in she's introduced in breaking dawn basically because um siobhan and liam bring maggie everywhere with them and it's like go see if they're telling the truth um, and um she seems really cool i am kind of i was a bit squicked out in this chapter because Edward kept being like, oh, she's so small and little and a baby and tiny and a child. And I was yeah, like, Yeah, I have no read. She's not like a. Okay. She's 15. Well, that is only two years younger than Edward, but yeah. still, she is baby. Yeah, it's only two years younger than Edward, but I know it actually made me really, like, it made me a bit upset because I was like, right, everyone goes on about how, like, immortal children are, like, the worst thing ever and, like, oh, you can't control yourself and blah, 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 blah. Have you. Sorry, point me at a teenager that is fully in control of their emotions. <laughs> Point me at a teenager who, if they weren't given, like, godlike strength... Right, and Bella's, like, 16 at this point. You know, mess right? up some so. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Bella's not, she's like... Older. I think okay. maybe just turned 17, but she's she's literally, like, a year... Maybe yeah. a year older than... But Edward's only two years older than Maggie, and he's like, oh, she's a baby, and I'm like, well, she's not. Because also, Maggie, canonically, was ch- changed, I think, in, like, the 1850s. So, Carlisle... He meets Siobhan, Maggie's also there, Edward's just, like, having a panic attack because he's like, oh my god, this giant woman could snap you like a twig and that makes me feel things. He's so horny for her, it's so funny. (laughs) He really is. Maggie's just there, like, staring at him the whole time, like, Mm -hmm. hello. And, um, and yeah, they just kind of, they're mates, and he just stands there, like, reading their minds. And, like, I know it's not supposed to be this way, but the way that it's written makes it seem as though Edward hasn't worked out that not everyone can read each other's <laughs> yeah. minds. Because he's like, I mean, I guess I have a gift. And it's like... What do you think do, you're doing? What do you mean, yeah. you guess? What, you, what? And also, it's not ever pointed out, it's not ever said when Edward told Carlyle that he can read people's minds. He's just like, how's it? And he's like, yeah, okay. 
Um, and then basically Siobhan makes some like thinks to herself because she's mm-hmm. polite, bless her, thinks to herself, Oh, I mean, he has weird eyes. He's really pretty, but his eyes are weird. I guess that means that Carlisle has, you know, put him on his <laughs> diet. That's a shame. He'll never taste the taste of human blood. And I believe that that's the yeah. world's biggest joy. <laughs> and then Edward um, has his, like, little, like, and then I left um, Esme and Carlisle and went to go drink blood yeah. for a bit. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Just boop-a-doop, here he is, talking about yeah. the time he <laughs> killed all those murderers again. And then... He ends the chapter basically being like, Siobhan called human blood and drinking it the world's greatest joy. But I know what my greatest joy is. And she's lying <laughs> asleep on that bed over there. To which I say, get out yeah, it's of so her room. <laughs> get out. Get out of her room. I just like, I understand it. And I, like, you know, I, I did also like, I was like, oh, very romantic. If you weren't watching her sleep, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so annoying. Like, oh, stop ripping the carpet out from under me. I know. Just, Let me just have, have a nice, nice chapter for once. I quite like this chapter because yeah. at least things happen. I know, yeah. <laughs> things happen. Lots of lots of info. This chapter felt a little bit like being hit in the face by like a history yeah, book. Because you have all the Alice and Edward stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's just intense. And then you have yeah. all of the backstory stuff, like which is a whole chapter in itself, basically. It's like triple the length of the last chapter it's still not long the last chapter was what 15 yeah. pages but still <laughs> yeah yeah it's it was just quite a lot uh, katie messaged me and she was just like this chapter is just going on and on and i was like yeah it, it is yeah there it goes um so that's our chapter summary mm-hmm. done um <laughs> shall we do peaks and pits sure um my peak would be Everyone leaving the Cullen household so Edward can have quiet brain time. That's very considerate. Like, they all, like, leave and, like, he gets there and Carlisle and Esme are, like, goodbye (laughs) so that he could have, like, quiet, no thoughts time, which is very cute. Very sweet. Um, I'd quite enjoy that. My pit is that Edward would murder Bella if he did not love her. Um, (laughs) Yes. Not ideal. Did not like It's not just like, and I'll stay away because she's a person and I do not want to kill again. He's like, oh, well, I love her now, so I won't. But if I didn't, I would have come back to murder her. (laughs) Yeah, the the twilight morality towards humans remains permanently skewed. Ugly, ugly humans. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, So, yeah, my peak... Um, was Alice. Always. She's so cute. She is so cute. Like, she's just so cute. And I really like that her whole thing is like, oh, well, we try and blend in, but we don't really. So <laughs> Alice just goes all out with her fashion choices, which which I am choosing to believe means that Alice is a pastel girl. Yes, so. good for her. She's full yeah. elite rolled. <laughs> oh my God. You're, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> my pit, honestly, was Edward describing like the misshapen, lumpy visages of the humans around him and how yeah, gross they are because they're not, not symmetrical. Like, I don't know about you, my self-esteem has not been the greatest lately, and then reading this chapter just made me be like, oh, Guess right, I'm lumpy okay. and, like, oh, right, weirdly Edward, toned. Thanks. I agree. <laughs> yeah. My skin is disgusting and multi- and just miscoloured <laughs> and nasty and gross. Thank you so much, Edward, for pointing Thanks for it bringing out. that up. Feeling, like, feeling just, really good. You know, it, it brought me down a little, but... We shall not be down for long, shall no. we? We have, have a Yahoo? We have a couple of things. <laughs> we 
We have a Yahoo. We also have someone explained America to us. It was Samantha, right? I'm so obsessed with her. It was Samantha. <laughs> She's answered so many of our things. She's such I a cutie pie and she just answers all the things. So we asked in our America Explained last week for you guys how your classes work because we had no idea why she was repeating gym two days in a row. And Samantha got in contact to tell us. Um, most of your day-to-day classes are the same. You have your class schedule every day. You see seven to eight periods. That's so many. Oh. Actually, no, we did, I think we did six, five. We did five. She said, for example, you do government economics. Very cool. Not classes that I did. Um, no, I'll divide them in half. Plus, in your upper grades, and more flexibility. But you wouldn't see three days doing science and two for maths. All a bit varied between states. School days are six to seven hours. Start at seven to 8.30 in the morning. Seven is early. We started at half eight. Um, next square dancing which thank you we don't know anything about square dancing <laughs> some schools do it as PE during the winter especially when the weather is bad <laughs> which is very cool and she says um, poor student school districts don't always have gymnasiums so they have to get creative with activities <laughs> and then I won't go into the last part of your message because she talks about where she lives which I don't want to dox you um, yeah. but <laughs> We were very interested to know. We weren't sure it with we the audience, but thank you so much about those. That's so very cool. cool that you got on contact with us. Also, she hasn't asked us to do this, but she's selling bookmarks and they're really cool, so you should check her out. She's Austin Girl eighty nine on TikTok. She's one of our best supporters. We love you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thank you so much, Samantha, for <laughs> patiently explaining all. Yeah, our thank you for your patience. Us. We're very dumb. <laughs> thank you so much for your patience. Right, time for a Yahoo. Okay, so, mm-hmm. pick a number between one and five. Three. <laughs> Twilight dash underrated? Question mm. mark, question mark. So this was asked by LOL <laughs> um, one decade ago. Love that. I love that they're all from a full decade ago. Okay. There's no, like, six years, five years. It's all a decade ago. <laughs> it's all a decade ago. Okay. Why is Twilight underrated, but Harry Potter is overrated? Question mark, question mark. HP is worse than Twilight, dot, dot, dot. Because Twilight is the best book ever, dot, dot, dot. HP don't even come close, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. I mean, why most of the people don't like slash haven't read the Twilight series, but almost all people read HP, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. In five years, Twilight will be a classic, dot, 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 dot. Why is it underrated? Sorry, that was all in caps. People must read the book! (laughs) Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Um, You want to know the real reason why? It's because teen girls. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's because teen girls. Um, And also, basically the publishing schedule as well is Mm. that Harry Potter came out in 1997, which for a lot of people who were really into Twilight and Harry Potter at the same time. Um, Katie and I were... Well, Katie wasn't born in 1997, and I was... Well, I was two months old when 1997 ended, so... So for a lot of people, when Harry Potter came out, they were, like, primary reading age, which is, you know, when a lot of people were bought Harry Potter, because it's... Yeah, and read it to their kids and stuff. We will say, and read it to their kids and stuff. Like, I will say, right, J.K. Rowling as an author, we do not support her at all, right? Nope. However, I will say... I don't like Harry Potter either, sorry. That's fine, yeah. (laughs) Katie wasn't a Harry Potter kid. I I was. Um, So, you know, I've had many emotions recently, but... So, (laughs) but what I will say is that Harry Potter is very well written if you want to read it to 
prime age kind of level children. Yeah, it's and a like, kid's you book. Know, it's a good, it's a well written kids book. I'm not saying it's classic yeah. literature, but no. you know. But also, when you're read something as a child, you connect like really happy, lovely memories to it, which is why a lot of people, you know, struggle with letting go of Harry Potter because mm-hmm. it's like the first, the first big book quotation marks that they read and things like that. So yeah. that's why a lot of people it's really such like a cultural connect. thing, especially in yeah, Britain it is well. yeah, especially me, in Britain. I know loads yeah. of people have like the Christmas tradition of like watching mm-hmm. the films and like rereading the books yeah. and stuff. But yeah, well, my. For me personally, my family, my parents read um all the Harry Potter books to me and my siblings, and like it's like a whole thing. Like we love Harry, po- well we loved Harry Potter. It's yeah. like you grew up loving Harry Potter. Yeah, I grew up. Okay. I grew up loving <laughs> Harry Potter. Um, and yeah, so <laughs> so would you like to hear the top comment? I would love to. Yeah. So this is from Atsuko Chan, also <laughs> from a decade ago. Twilight's overrated. What are you talking about? The Twilight fans are taking over the planet, but it appears that their main <laughs> objective for now is to take over YA first. It's Armageddon for YA. Dot, 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 <laughs> dot, dot. Twilight will be remembered as a fad, not a classic. <laughs> I agree with the uh, OP of the question. <laughs> yeah, why is Twilight? <laughs> um, can, I, can I just share with you one... <laughs> this is just a very quick one. Can I can I share it with you just because it made me laugh so much? So this yes. was one that just said, "Why do you hate Twilight? If you love Twilight, then post why people shouldn't hate Twilight." Top answer <laughs> question mark a decade ago. Um, oh, this was anonymous who asked this. So top answer is from question mark a decade ago. <laughs> Sorry. I hate Twilight because they made freaking Dracula look gay. I used to think he was cool. <laughs> and then it's on those smiley faces where it's like capital D and then a colon, so it's like, ah! <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> also, because trailer- crazy Twilight friends always have a fight with each other. Team Jacob, no, Team Edward. There? Wrong there. So annoying. You know what, you guys? Dot, dot, dot. Team human. <gasps> <laughs> my favourite thing just... is the like the fandom wars that have always existed in this kind of thing like you go yeah. Twilight and Harry Potter and then you get like One Direction and whoever else people like it's so in the UK it's like One Direction wanted. wanted and I think it was a bit different <laughs> in America and now people mm. are like oh K-pop stands are so annoying and I'm like it's just the same culture's the same like obviously with no, no, different no. interests and more progressive now I mm-hmm. think but like, yeah. the fan wars are just the same. Oh, they, People oh, find one subset absolutely. annoying because they post everywhere. Like, it's the yeah. same as it's always been. <laughs> I just thought now, the real the real drama um, was actually between One Direction fans and My Kamakura Romance fans. Oh, I didn't and see like, any of that. Oh, did you not? Well, okay, to be fair, on, on someone who had the big old emo freeze in high school, it was basically just a whole mush of I'm not like other girls. So it'd be like, mm. you might scream because of Harry, but I would let Jared beat me with a baseball bat. <laughs> That's basically what it was. <laughs> I mean, not it's that Jared would ever beat anyone with a baseball bat. That man is a sweetie pie, but um, <laughs> it's always so intense. It's always, like, so intense because, obviously, like, 
things matter. Well, it's because so teens define themselves by the things yeah. that they like. Like, your yeah. whole identity is your favourite thing. Oh, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. Like, I was the exact same. Love Twilight, love One Direction. <laughs> Liv was on the other side, like, Team Jacob, My Chemical Romance. And now we're yeah. best friends, so it doesn't really yeah. matter. It's just I cool that people like things. Well, actually, I don't think you would have been my friend. You would have been like, hey, the hell is that I would have been my friend in high school. We would have just had Aww. different interests. All my friends were Very different friends. interests. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. To be fair, I mean, I will say. Did you ever I've get into teams. really niche things? Like, what, I would just have a niche, niche thing that didn't have a fa- So, my big obsession actually, in I did. theory was, mm-hmm. like, Ben 10, like, that older wow. grown-up series, which is such a wow. rogue thing. And it was like, there was not really a yeah. fandom for it. But me uh-huh. and my best friend were decided to be obsessed with it. And so just as a two-person thing, were obsessed with it. And, like, there was, wow. like, some people in American stuff that liked it as well. And it was, like, that and, like, Young Justice and stuff, which was all, like, the cartoons that were on at the time. It was, like, that was our thing. And it was, like, mm. it didn't always have to be, like, a big cultural thing. Yeah. Like, we were also super into One Direction and stuff. And then you had all the fandom and stuff. But we mm. were just quite happy, like, writing our own little fanfics and stuff. Kind of embarrassing yeah. now, but, like, eh. I was just Aww. busy liking things. That's cute, though. <laughs> so it was cute. The, the thing that I was really into that I just remembered now, and honestly, I kind of want to reread these books now. So I was really into the Rose series. Have you ever heard of it? I don't know what that is. Okay, so it's totally fine if you haven't. I actually have no idea how popular these were, but there were five books in this series, right? So I have to mm-hmm. assume they were at least kind of popular. I'm going to yeah. look like a total idiot now if there's going to be certain people writing and like I love that series it's like a top bestseller but anyway so the Rose series was an urban fantasy novel set in Victorian England and it followed the story of this young girl called Rose who was hired on to work as a maid in the um uh so he was the king's alchemist so she worked in his house Ooh. as like a scullery maid, but then she found out that she could do magic. And right, okay, when I tell you this book series, like basically formed the foundation for <laughs> what I like in a book now. Right, so there was secret magical heritage for Rose. She was better than the magician's apprentice that he had. His name was Freddy, and he was like really cute and like handsome and stuff. But there was also a footman called Bill, who was also handsome, and there was a little bit of a love triangle going on, which, okay, I'm not super into, like, love triangles when they, like, get really intense and, like, someone gets unhappy, I I don't like it then, but when it's just two people fancying someone and it's not Mm. quite, no one knows where it's going, love (laughs) that. Um, There was a talking cat named Gus. Nice. (laughs) Which, you know, I love that, and there was also a little brat of a girl who learned how to be nice to people, which I love a redemption arc, and it was just, like, it was this series, honestly, it was amazing. It was like urban fantasy, it was really cool. It was kind of dark, I will say, for a set of like books aimed at like kind of teenage There was this book series that was Paranormal Romance that I was absolutely obsessed with and each book had like three stories in it and they all had girls on the front okay. that had like curly hair and I cannot for the life of me remember what it was. Oh I can't, I can't remember. remember. You, you know what I really liked <laughs> also liked the Wings series. <gasps> yes. Right. I found it. The series is called Night World. I just found it. Oh my god. They were so good. Oh my god. They were so intense and so good. They were like, there was, I think there was three books and then there was Mm. like three stories per book. And like, they'd all be like a different kind of fantasy creature. And one was like, 
secret vampires and one oh it was so good and like one girl had like cancer and she got turned into a vampire and like I was trying to figure out how that would work medically and then there was other ones that were like witches that like lived on this farm oh my god it was so good I'm gonna read them again <laughs> oh my god I was also really into I can't remember the name of the series either but it was basically right so if you had an artifact from this magic place and you went to sleep you'd wake up in the magic land right and it was really cool. And it was like fake Italy. It was like Italy in the 1600s, but there's magic in So their science is all magic, but our science mm. doesn't work there. So I think that's really, really fun and cool. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. I just, I've just been reading up on um, Nightworld and apparently the, the last um, book in the series has been delayed for two decades. <laughs> what is she doing? <laughs> LJ Smith, what, what are you doing Sorry, with your time? <laughs> Maybe when we finish Midnight Sun, guys, tell us what you think. We oh. will go through like some old yes. favourite paranormal answers. We'll maybe do some fanfics. We'll see what you guys yes. want. Um, but that probably yeah. just about wraps us up for today. It is. Although, speaking of what you guys want, <laughs> we have a very exciting announcement. Yes, I was going to get to that. You can say it. Oh, you were, you were. No, 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 you say it, you say it, you say it. <laughs> Um, we can say it together. <laughs> okay, three, two, one. We, we have thousand listeners! Yay! <laughs> that was our Christmas so goal, and we've hit it before we even get to December. So, yeah, we'll put a poll Yay! up on Instagram when this episode goes up, seeing yeah. what you guys want. We've definitely got content for a blooper mm-hmm. reel. We could read that little thing that Stephanie yeah. and I did from Rosalie's perspective. We could read some fanfic. Or anything else, really. Do a QA. and mm-hmm. quite like to do a Q&A. would make me feel like a cool YouTuber, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, bonus episode in the next couple of weeks. Uh-huh. It could be exciting. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it's getting up to Christmas. So we do probably will be our nice little Christmas gift from us yeah. to you. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for listening every week. It's really nice yes. to see the same people coming back. And like, oh, that's a pretty consistent week by week. It's very cute. It's nice that we always have the same number of listeners. Like, yeah, but also if you want to, tell a friend. Yeah, <laughs> we'd love to get some more listeners. Tell a friend. Yeah, you know, pass on the message. Um, I think, oh, well, and also you can follow us on our social media. Yes. Um, we're at Midnight Fun Pod on TikTok, Instagram, and Tumblr. And you can email us at midnightfunpod at gmail.com yeah we'd love to hear from you I think this week I would like to know what your weird niche interest in high school was that wasn't a popular fandom mine was grown up then 10 you know like all the cool kids did yeah (laughs) mine was what if magic but also old times that's what my niche (laughs) interest was if it ain't got corsets I don't want to go near it (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for listening have a great morning afternoon evening whenever you're listening and we'll see you next week see you next week Bye. bye midnight fun is an independent podcast hosted by two girls with an internet connection our intro and outro is a4 vampire by summer neither katie nor Liv are associated with stephanie meyer or any of her intellectual property all views expressed are their own and remember vampires make terrible boyfriends